Welcome to All Things Weddings, helping you navigate your wedding planning journey. And here are your hosts, Scott and Hannah. Hello, welcome to All Things Weddings. I'm Scott, the photographer behind Scott Carney Photography. And I'm Hannah, the wedding planner behind Hannah Rachel Weddings. We're here to help you navigate your wedding planning, to freely share tips, insights and behind the scenes so you hopefully feel less overwhelmed and stress-free while planning your gorgeous wedding. Want in on all the tips and to listen to us chat to some of our favourite suppliers? Well then let's dive straight in. Hey Hannah, what have you been up to this week? What's going on? Hi Scott. Um, It's been, well, it's been a good week. I've had, as we were sort of discussing a a little minute ago, um, site visit yesterday. So that kept me nice and busy with the marquee company and caterer going through everything that we need for my April wedding. So that's really exciting. Lots, um, lots of final details. I love being on site because especially when you're with other suppliers, because you can kind of go through the full plan, you know, what everybody needs, you can assess the situation and iron out sort of any kinks in, in the initial plan. So that was really good. And then the rest of this week, is just I've had quite a few site visits and consultations over the last couple of weeks so it is updating function sheets and getting everything over to my couples so they've got everything they need so we can start firming up sort of some of their TVCs which um lots and lots of paperwork to do which is always good fun I don't mind doing it it's um I like the admin side of things um but yeah what about you yeah it's been good so I photographed my first wedding on Saturday so depending on when you listen to this it's but yeah in February yeah it was really nice just nice to be back you know it's I always say I like the little down period over winter is kind of nice to be able to like tick off the to-do list a bit without adding to it so it's good to have that time and like a bit of a break and stuff but I do miss weddings when I'm not shooting them and then I was worried I'm going to be rusty or whatever so I just want to get back into it really and but this year I've got like two in December, like 29th and 30th, um, uh-huh. both at the same venue, which is nice. I'll be able to stay over and just do, yeah, like two different weddings with the same venue, if that makes sense. So yeah, I've got like a break in November, then I've got those two and then I'll have another break. So it's kind of, that's quite a nice way of like doing it. So it won't be quite as long a break as I've had this year. But um, yeah, so but yeah, it was really nice. Just nice to be back and like had a good band, big barn. It was, um, yeah, it was good. It was sticks, like white sticks, but you turn them on and like, you know colored different colored lights or whatever yeah they seem to be like a thing now i don't know anyway so they all had them and stuff on the dance floor and yeah it was, oh lovely so yeah, nice to photograph nice. a bit different yeah yeah it was good yeah it's tricky because it's balancing like the light of those sticks you want to obviously show that like the fact that they're colored and so yeah but yeah it was really good good fun so yeah it was nice to be back and i've got like two weeks now until my next one and then a few weeks till the next one and i've got two in april one in april where they're having waltzes which would be interesting so yeah lovely a bit different yeah so yeah. I, tried to, I tried to the venue they were like yeah we're not i was like where are they going they're like we're not really sure yet but we'll figure it out so, <laughs> they'll work out a plan yeah they're really good there so we'll see but yeah so that'll be fun so yeah just yeah just feels like it's sort of starting now but nice and slowly like easing in which is good so nice to get back i know i'm really itching to get um, my first wedding kind of like done and you know get back into it and enjoy it and I think it's that that time where you're giving yourself time to plan and prep but you're just eager to get to get back yeah it's so weird like I just get so fu- you know obviously in the summer I'm shooting like two or three a week and it gets like you just get into a routine and it's like amazing and then you kind of when it stops it's like right okay I'm ready to like you know obviously when I get everything edited and out then I just I feel like I have a mental like stop then it's like right I just need a minute you like slow down and obviously it's darker and it's colder and it's all kind of I don't know it's just a weird time so it's so nice and start seeing like a little bit of 
I'm like, I'm literally looking out the window now and there's a few things like flowering and growing in the garden. It's like a little bit going on, isn't there? Starting to get a bit lighter and picking the kids up for nursery and it's noticeably lighter. And then, yeah, just back at weddings and stuff. So, yeah, just a nice time of year, isn't it? I think, Mark, like, obviously this is first of March today actually recording this, isn't it? And it's, yeah, it's nice to like, I don't know, March is a nice month, I always find. Yeah, it's lovely. It's the start of spring, isn't it? And everything's like coming to life again, which is, yeah, it's really, really lovely. Lovely time of year. Yeah. So what are we what are we going to talk about this week? We're going back to right at the beginning of planning and we're going to talk about what to do after you've just gotten engaged. Um, I think there is a lot to consider. Very loads of information, isn't there, right at the beginning? And it's quite nice maybe for us to just chat through with some of our experience of working with couples, what to expect and how to kind of move forward with the initial stages so you're not overwhelmed and you're not really stressed. You know, people have in their minds like they go to friends' weddings or family weddings or maybe you've been married before, but you kind of have this like, you know, might have a few little ideas and a few things, but obviously when you finally get engaged, you're kind of like, right, now we need to plan and then you might think, oh, it's not too bad. Yeah, we'll you know find a venue, we'll do a few bits, and that's that. And but then suddenly, yeah, it's it's just so crazy, isn't it? The amount of information out there, the amount of different people's ideas and different things, and it just I can definitely see how it could become very overwhelming. Um, I had a, an open day at a venue in January. Obviously, a lot some of the couples have come. Obviously, just got engaged like over the winter or whatever of the Christmas period. So you know, I'm chatting to them, and they're just you can see that they're like definitely a little bit overwhelmed. So like, yeah, this is just you know we've looked at four venues or whatever, and spoke to all these suppliers and they just you can just see that there's like so much going on so i think it's yeah it's good if we can break it down a little bit and be like look here's kind of the first steps you should take or here's some considerations i suppose and and then go from there really definitely because there is so much to even consider before you even start looking at venues or you know chatting to suppliers and i think they're the stages that maybe get missed or skipped over and then that's where the panic and the overwhelm sets in a bit later because the groundwork hasn't been done because you didn't you didn't know how important it was um so i think like you said it's that kind of the first stage is really combating that in- inspiration overwhelm isn't it you know you just got engaged you jump onto Instagram or Pinterest and you're flooded with ideas. You start Googling and you're looking at venues and things. And I think it is it is quite an overwhelming time, isn't it? Those first sort of few weeks when you are just bombarded with information. Even like obviously where um, no one can see this obviously because it's a podcast, but I'm still sat in the dining room. We still haven't got there. The office is still... Uh, waiting on the floor and going in you know the amount of stuff i've got on pinterest everything from like dark sleek office to like bright colorful office i've got so many boards so many different even i'm like overwhelmed that's just that you know one thing like it's so easy to yeah to lose sight of things isn't it so what do you think so you've just got engaged what do you think the first thing i mean i would say taught you know obviously sitting down as a couple or with whoever is important to you but generally i'd say just as a couple to start talking about the things that are really important to you is probably the first step isn't it Definitely. I think having that chat about maybe those initial things that you really love, like if you have any initial ideas, it's getting them out in the open. It's talking about things like 
your guest numbers, you know how roughly how many people you would want to invite. Um, it's thinking about location. So where in the world you want to get married? Is there a certain season or a year? Because that's really important for you to kind of think about. Um, and then when you're contacting venues and suppliers, obviously your venue, you then know roughly what time of year day of the week you're thinking of and then I think following that you can get into things like budget when you've got more information yeah definitely so I think no yeah if you can think about even just like right who's who we're doing definitely want at the wedding who's really important to us is it you like say you literally just want you two you know or a couple of friends or your kids or you know and you just want to go off to like scotland and get married at the side of a lake or do you want like say everyone because you just you've got loads of friends and family you want it to be a big celebration and you want 200 people you know obviously those straight away are going to be different factors in terms of which venue you can even book due to size um and i think suppose thinking about important like oh we definitely want so and so or we've got kids that are at school or you know got parents that are teachers or that might limit the days because you need to be in school holidays or weekend you know you definitely want a weekend like there's a lot of little things like that isn't there where it's not just sort of like you don't only just get married in on saturday in august these days like you can have any day really so it's it's trying to think about what what would be the kind of i suppose the definite like no's like say you might be like well, we definitely want it on a weekend or we definitely want the summer because we definitely want you know i can't guarantee good weather necessarily but we want really good weather or like you say we've envisaged a i don't know we love greece because that's where we've been on holiday loads and we've just always imagined getting married in santorini or whatever then great you know like so it's having all those ideas i guess down and having the definite like yes this is what we want you know you don't necessarily need to worry about color scheme just yet but it's like this is who we definitely want at the wedding or this is the ideas of like we want a big wedding we want a small wedding more rustic outdoorsy or more class you know like a classic hotel stately home or you know like say there's no that horrible like corporate phrase like there's no such thing as a bad idea or whatever but like you know i suppose you're right just especially if you haven't discussed it much as a couple, because you might not really, you know, it's quite rare and I don't want to stereotype, but it's quite rare. Obviously, both of you are really into weddings, I guess, and you both like happen to be chatting about weddings a lot before you've got engaged. It probably doesn't happen that much. So you might be thinking, oh, partner really wants a massive, you know, I can imagine they'd want a massive wedding, but then actually when you sit and talk to them, they're like, actually, no, I think it'd be quite nice to be small and intimate. So it's good just to get that all out there, isn't it? And then you've got a sort of working start almost. Definitely. And I always say to couples right at the beginning it's really important like you touched on to think about those priorities so what are your absolute no's so you know you have to get married sort of in Greece or something so and an, a wedding at home would not you know be acceptable for you or you love music and you really want a big band or something like that you know what are your priorities what are your must-haves and what are your absolute no's if you know that you've got guests traveling from far and wide so accommodation on site is really important then you know create a list so when you're looking at venues you are going through the list thinking no that venue doesn't have accommodation on site that's not going to work for us or we really want a particular caterer but they have an in-house caterer so we can't have them you know things like that which are going to influence your decisions going forward you it's very rare that you'll find the absolute perfect sort of everything will line up you might have to make compromises but at least if you've got a list of what your must-haves and your like non-negotiables are you can then kind of work through that together as a couple and it cuts down on that sort of like stressful situation when you're trying to make a decision later on yeah like for me i knew the one the only thing i was really dead certain on was that 
I wanted somewhere we could have for the weekend that people could stay, you know, in the building basically or in the, you know, closed vicinity that was safe for kids to go to bed and the, you know, parents not to have to worry too much. So, you know, generally exclusive use. There's no one, you know, no <coughs> random people staying kind of way that the, you know, kids could get out and wander around and, just, you know, all that kind of stuff. So that was the only like big thing for me because I knew it wasn't going to be necessarily a huge wedding, but I knew the people who were closest to us, our friends, our family, a lot of which have young kids. I wanted them to be able to come and enjoy it as well. So, you know, the kids are a massive part of our family. So obviously we don't want, didn't want to have no kids, which is totally you know, acceptable if that's what you want to do. But for me, I knew we were, we were going to have a lot of kids there. So I try to make it stress-free for the adults as possible, which is difficult with young kids anyway. But knowing that they've got a room they can go to if the kid needs a nap or when they go down, they can go down. The monitor will reach to wherever we're going to you know, have a bit of a party and they don't have to worry about, you know, like say there's other people in the hotel or anything like that. So that was for us was like the key thing, really. So we just found a venue that could, you know, could fit all that basically. Then you work out the other bits around it, don't you? You know, you might have to sacrifice certain other things or you might have to do, you know, be a bit flexible with something else. But you've got that core of what's really important to you. Yeah, because we, you know, we looked at a few things, but like, obviously for, you know, to to get, say, you know, a a more classic venue that we could hire for the whole weekend. So, you know, from like Friday afternoon till Sunday night, Monday morning, whatever. So we didn't have, we didn't want to leave sort of have the ceremony on Saturday, you know, have the big party and stuff. And then Sunday morning, having to scramble around trying to collapse travel cots and all this, you know, by 10 a.m. to get out. So we wanted it for the Sunday all day as well. So to have all that, and, you know, I would have liked to have just had everything in one place, but we just couldn't do it because it just, for one budget, it's just, you know, to hire a venue for the entire weekend and, you know, one that's exclusive use and, and all the rest of it and had that many rooms was just too expensive, basically. We kind of compromised and hired just a private house, basically. So we've got that for the whole weekend. And then we've just got a bus to take everyone to the ceremony and back. We're just getting married at our local church, which obviously it's just around the corner from our house. That's nice. The kids got christened there. So to us, it kind of has a bit of a special meaning as well. So it's kind of a nice thing. But yeah, we couldn't just couldn't have everything in one place. So that's where the compromise came in. But we've got the key thing that we wanted where we've got that base for the weekend. And yeah, we've obviously had to hire the bus, which is actually it's very expensive. But yes. it was still nice. <laughs> it's still nicer then. We don't have to worry about everyone trying to get cars in and out and who's driving and all this. It's like, just be ready for 11 on the bus. And then everyone can just, you know, travel. And hopefully that'll be like a fun part of the day as well. Because obviously the kids will love the bus. Like, be nice to be able to sit with everyone and chat a bit and we've got some prosecco for the journey back and so yeah so we've kind of tried to make even though the we didn't really want to have to travel because it's a bit of a pain we were like we'll make it fun as we can anyway and stuff so there are always ways that you can work around things aren't there you can you can make it funny you can add your personality and I think that's another important thing to mention when you are choosing venues and suppliers and color schemes and things like that it's important to think about how it relates to you as a couple how that represents your personalities what personal touches can you bring into your day that means something to you um, they don't have to be big grand gestures they can just be little things that are going to be really memorable and you're going to enjoy and look back on for years to come and I think now's a really good time to think about it when you're kind of going through the initial stages you're thinking about where you're allocating your budget to think about how you can incorporate your your loves and those must-haves into to the day yeah so you touched on budgets like it's a tricky one isn't it because like you say you might have a new idea right well we definitely don't want to spend more than x amount whatever that is you know it's 10 grand 50 grand 100 grand 
two grand, whatever your you know budget's like, right, this is what we want to spend. But I guess when you first start planning, like you have no idea, like obviously I, I've said, you know, we're planning our wedding. I know how much photography is in general and I know a few things from what I've heard, but I don't actually have a clue how much like flowers cost. I don't know how much I'm going to spend on a suit. I don't know about the cost of, you know, if you're going to have a DJ or a band, I don't actually know how much they cost really. I work with a lot and I know them, but I just don't know how much they charge. So it's, even for me, it was hard to kind of pinpoint it exact. So we kind of had a, you know, a bit of a max budget, of like, all right, this is what we, this is our ideal, like what we'd like to spend. And then when you start looking at each thing, you can kind of think, right, we know what our, if we've got that list of must-haves, let's start there. And I say, our, obviously our math biggest expense by far was to hire the venue for the weekend. So we've got a lot less little details and other little things that we probably, you know, we didn't spend as much on a cake as we might have done, or, you know, we haven't got a band or a DJ, partly because, you know, obviously the kids are going to be in bed upstairs type thing. So we're just going to have a Spotify play playlist hide some speakers and and have a bit of a, a little disco ourselves type thing so i don't know how it'll work out and i probably would have loved the bat you know i would have generally have thought right a band would definitely be what i'd have but partly budget and partly just the restraints of the venue just mean we can't necessarily do that so we're kind of compromising a bit again but you know we stuck with the main bit of our budget on the most important thing but so yeah i think it's good to have at least an idea so you're not going absolutely crazy and you know, obviously getting in loads of debt and obviously you can actually afford it. But I suppose having like that little overall budget and then starting to tweak it a bit as you start to find out the price of things is kind of, you need a bit of flexibility, I guess, don't you? Yeah, definitely. And I think this is where it goes back working out to working out when you roughly want your wedding, because then you've got an idea of how much money you can you want to save up and that total budget. And then once you've got that, you can start thinking, like you said, about those must-haves and um, how much you're comfortable allocating to that. And then when you start looking through Instagram and Google, you can get a feel for a lot of suppliers are really good and they do put pricing on their website. So you can go on and you can get a from price or a rough estimation of, of what the cost is going to be looking like. And then it's easier for you to reach out to suppliers and kind of inquire about sort of costing I think don't ever be afraid to reach out to suppliers and sort of if they're in alignment with what you want with your style don't you know go to a semi-naked cake designer if you want fully ice sugar crafted flowers you know try and be logical and think about what um fits your brief but reach out to suppliers and ask them about their budget if they don't give it because I think it's really important for you to know what kind of costings that you are looking at so you can make informed decisions and then I suppose once you yeah once you've got that idea and you kind of you can even speak about budget I don't think you need to be too scared about it like I don't have a problem with people coming to me and saying right what's your pricing and blah 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 and you know I'll go back to them and everything say here's all my pricing here's you know how I work and everything and if it's just too much, like I'm still, you know, I will still look at trying to help them out if I can. So whether that's, we touched about it on the photography episode, but you know, whether it's just less hours coverage or you can drop something, or even if it's just, I just can't do it within that budget, you know, I'll still try and find someone who I can recommend, you know, that fits that budget or whatever. And I think if you go to a supplier and say, look, this is our budget for something, they'll at least be able to help a little bit and advise, even if you're way off the mark with your budget kind of thing. And then you might be able to reassess a little bit. But yeah, I think it's important you can talk to them. We're all small businesses in general. Like it's, you know, we're always open to to options really, aren't we, to try and help, so. I think it is. It's not being afraid to share your budget with suppliers because we are not here to, if you've got a five grand budget, we're not here to max out your budget. Um, we are here to work with you to get the most value out of, of what you want. You know, we're not here to kind of like 
see dollar signs or pound signs and you know spend it all for you we're here to help advise you on where you can allocate that budget and if maybe we can't help we might be able to recommend somebody who we know who can um so it is really important to you know be honest with your suppliers and, and share your kind of costings to see you know because we will want to help wherever we can yeah that's why i like having my price on the website because i just i don't want it to seem unfair to people i think people do have that in mind. i'm not saying it never happens because maybe it does with some people i'm not saying every supplier is fair and, and and whatnot but obviously yeah i like to have a price and the price is the price like it doesn't matter if you know it's a celebrity that inquires or if someone gets in touch with me and says we've got a 10 grand budget for photography here's our venue can you send us your pricing i'm not gonna be like yeah it's nine thousand nine hundred ninety nine pounds yeah. <laughs> what a surprise like you know my price is my price so I like to have it out there because it's just transparent and fair. And I think people do th- worry that they'll say their budget and then you'll price just, you know, at that budget kind of thing. And I'm not saying it doesn't happen because maybe it does, but yeah, I'd like to think most suppliers are pretty good with. If pricing is ever going to change, it might be because you want three day coverage instead of one day, you know, and your budget then allows for that. Things like that may affect, you know, cost. But yeah, for standard sort of pricing, it is nice for us to have our, our prices there for you to see what what we're offering yeah and you can always go back on your budget can't you and reassess over time so like you say you've got an initial amount say i don't know we've got 20 grand to spend on a wedding great that's our, our budget but then you could realize that actually oh everything we want is just going to be more than that can we justify that yes no and then you can go back to it and say right let's scale back on something or let's you know it doesn't matter let's just do it because it's you know the only time we're doing this so it all depends on what your fits with your kind of you know, lifestyle and, and possibilities, I guess, doesn't it? And everything. So we've got engaged, you sit down, you've got your kind of must haves and your kind of definite no's. And you've probably got a few little ideas in the middle. You started to think about how much you can spend to so overall budget, um, maybe start to reach out to some suppliers that you like the look of, um, whether like say Instagram, Pinterest, um, you know, or venue recommendations or whatever, or you're going to wedding fairs or open days and you're starting to speak to suppliers, you're starting to reach out and, and, and get some ideas of budgets for things and starting to get a bit of a plan together. What do you think? So when you're, you kind of go into these, you know, open days, if you go into them or you're speaking to suppliers on social media or on the phone, whatever, or email, or you go into venues, what do you think are like some of the key questions? Yeah, definitely. So I think what you'll need to do before, say if you haven't chosen your venue yet, you'll need to choose your venue before you really start um, reaching out and having serious discussions with suppliers because suppliers will need to know what date you're getting married. So before you're looking at contacting them, it's really important to secure your venue. So you'll be thinking about things like we said rough idea of guest numbers, what type of ceremony you want, whether that's a civil ceremony, a blessing, um, if you want to elope and have a big party, you'll be starting to think about that, thinking about catering and beverages. So what does that look like for you? Is there anything that's really important? Do you mind if there's an in-house caterer or would you like an external caterer? You know, is there certain drinks that you must have? You know, can the venue accommodate that? Things like entertainment. Is there any restrictions that the venue has? You know, do they allow live music? Is there a cutoff point? If you want to party till 2am is that allowed all those kind of things you want to be factoring all those decisions into your venue visits and being you know asking loads of questions when you're going I've put together a venue guide which has got about over 50 questions in it of what to 
ask when you go on your venue viewings because there is so much that you can consider and you'll want to check out to make sure it's the right decision for you so yeah you want to be kind of asking all those questions sharing your priorities and just making sure that they can accommodate things for you you're thinking about parking accommodation um you know timings what time can you gain access when is is there going to be some downside to help you set up what time do you does the bar close all of those kind of things to help you get a big picture and then you'll be able to kind of make an informed decision on what venue you want and then you'll be able to go on and contact your suppliers to find out more information about pricing and if they're the right fit for you start arranging some discovery calls so you can chat through their work and the style and make sure they align with you yeah a lot of good points there i'll, I'll link to your um your the document obviously from the venue questions and stuff because i think that's good yeah the type of ceremony is obviously important isn't it because i say most sort of you know proper wedding venues as such will have like a license so you can get married there and there might be limitations as to where in the venue you can get married but but obviously places if you just hire somewhere that isn't a wedding venue they're almost likely not going to have a license for that so you could get a celebrant or a humanist in and have a ceremony still which you know looks very similar to a normal ceremony but obviously not legally binding in england so yeah you'd have to go to like registry office before or after or something to actually be legally married so there's a few little facts around that which i know we're going to talk to other rachel celebrant aren't we on one of the episodes coming up so that we'll talk a lot more in detail about that but but yeah there's things like that i guess are important and yeah the drink and food's a big one obviously a lot of venues are going to be lim- you know you're not not limited but you know you you have to use the suppliers either themselves or suppliers that they recommend for food they've got their own bar so you can't just bring whatever you want to drink so if the things like that are important to you then you're gonna that's gonna be a limitation so so yeah i guess things like that are important like a next step almost after the big you know things we have to have and things we definitely don't want then you can start talking about the smaller things like that as in terms of like well we definitely want a certain type of food right make sure the venue actually does that then or has a supplier that can do that um and yeah, drinking things. And yeah, like you say, you might be thinking in your head, right, yeah, we want a band to play till 3 a.m. or we want it to be like a nightclub or whatever. And the, But there'd be limitations with their license to the venue as actually we have to stop all music by midnight or, you know, whatever, things like that. So yeah, lots of things to consider there. But I'll link to that. And I think that we could probably talk about that for another episode even almost, couldn't we? But there's a lot to, yeah. to consider there. But yeah, that's great. So then you start to go to venues, you start asking the questions, you start to figure out what's important. I guess you book a venue and a date. Then don't forget to reach out to whoever it is. So if you are having a, um, a ceremony that's led by a registrar, obviously they only have certain times available in the day. So I'd say as soon as you get your date, make sure they've you book that in with them really because otherwise you might end up with a really late or early ceremony because they'll be limited. Obviously that 12, 1 o'clock-ish is the most popular time i guess they'll book up quite quickly definitely i think that's a really good thing to mention about getting your ceremony sort of booked in because like you said there's nothing worse than contacting a registrar six months later and not being able to get that date um your venue will also need to know what time your ceremony is booked for some say um some have cut off points so they don't let you get married too early because there wouldn't be enough time to set up and things like that so it's really important to check in with them to make sure if they've got any restrictions in regards to timings but yeah get that booked in and then you've kind of got the venue side of things done for now which is really nice it's a lovely position to be in I think everybody starts to relax a bit more when they've got the venue booked and then it's on to all of the other suppliers and it is booking those priority suppliers first isn't it Scott it's 
thinking about those must-haves and you know if you know a photographer is really crucial to you or a band it's reaching out to them first and getting your date secured in the diary because people are booking up sort of 12 18 months even two years in advance so it's really important if you know who you want and you love somebody to get your date in their diary and get it secured yeah especially i say photography bands things where obviously they can only do one a day you know planners like it's it's you know, you can only be in one place on that day. So in general, like, yeah, if, if someone wants to, I think I've had four inquiries this year for August 10th next year. Um, oh. And I've already bu- I booked it like ages Got ago. Him. Yeah, like a Saturday in August. Obviously, it's just a popular date, I guess. It's weird. So I've got two Saturdays next year in August booked, two that I'm not booked for. Just get loads of inquiries for that the 10th of August or whatever. So, but yeah, so it's annoying. But yeah, that's, yeah. So definitely get in touch like those crucial things first that you de- you know if you definitely know you want certain people we talk about guest numbers a little bit i guess because the guest list is a kind of a tough subject isn't it at times and even i've battled this a little bit and thinking about who's important for you to have there and you might be like well we don't care about certain people we don't care about this person or that person but you know then is it going to cause issues in the family and do you care about that or not like it's i'm a big advocate i've always said it i think probably in every episode of like do you know your day your way type thing of like whoever you want, whatever you want it to be. Fortunately, in 2023, you basically can have almost anything, you know, it's pretty limitless. But, you know, is it really worth causing a big argument over it if it's going to be, you know, some if it's important to you or not important and so on? So, yeah, I, think, I guess sitting down and having a little think of like, here's who we definitely want to have or definitely need to have. And then maybe a bit of a, another list of maybe like if we can, uh, you know, if the budget can stretch to it or the venue can fit, we'll have these other people as well or whatever. And then you've got a rough idea of, of numbers. And I think most venues are depend on the size, are, you know, can accommodate an average number of guests. But yeah, if you're suddenly going to if you're going to have like 200 plus guests, that's, that's quite a lot for a lot of venues. If you only want 20, it might be that some venues have minimum spends or the space is just so big, it would be maybe a little bit wouldn't feel right with only 20 people so you have to consider that I guess certainly as well yeah definitely and I think it is going back thinking about is anybody else contributing to your wedding because sometimes if people are contributing they feel that they have a certain input so it's gaining that expectation are they expecting that they can invite some people are they expecting that they have a certain say over something so it's understanding that expectation as well and if that's going to put any sort of you know limits or additional thoughts things that you need to consider when you're choosing your guest list and you know venues and working out capacities and things like that as well yeah it's tough isn't it i, I think the best advice i can give on it because obviously you know everyone's family situations or friend situations is different the best advice i can say is to reach out to people early and just you know chat to them like i think most people are you would think are fairly understanding if you say look we're just having a really small wedding whether that's you know cause that's just the way we want it we want it to be really you know small and intimate or budget constraints or whatever it is like talk to people early and get an understanding of where they're at with it or it might be you know you speak to your parents saying they're like yeah yeah it's great you know this is you have to invite so-and-so and you have to invite so-and-so and then being like look I understand why you're saying that but we can't because of this reason or that reason or yeah, of course, we'll invite them. Forgot about that. Thanks for that. And, you know, just so like you say, you are getting that guest because you don't you don't want a surprise down the line maybe where, say, someone's suddenly like, oh, so-and-so hasn't had the invite yet. Oh, yeah, we're not inviting them. Oh, how come? Or, and then there's a fallout or, you know, you just want to try and limit any of that, don't you? Because the last thing you need on, your, you know, running on the run-up to a wedding is family stress, drama, friends drama, whatever, of, of not inviting the right people or whatever. Or there might be someone you forget and not because you know you don't love them or like them it's just you forgot about them for whatever reason or 
you know, things like plus ones can be tricky, can't they? With like, if all your friends have plus ones apart from your one single friend, and but then they meet someone and you plan your wedding for two years, suddenly that plus one who wasn't a you know factor two years before is now like they're getting engaged themselves or something. It's things can kind of change, yeah. it, can't they? So it's hard, and I think it's discussing with your venue what kind of buffer there is. You know, if you're sitting at max capacity, then you know that, you know what the limitation is. But if you're kind of 10 or 20 people under and your budget allows, because obviously you've got to think adding on additional people is quite expensive in terms of food and drink and, and things like that. So, you know, if your budget allows and you have got some wiggle room, then, you know, and you want to feel free to add them on. It's just all those things to kind of be thinking about in the background, you know, there has to, unfortunately, there always has to be a cut off with these things. You know, you have to put your foot down at some point. It's just deciding where that line is, like you said. Yeah. So yeah, it's just, that's the only advice I can give, like I say, is just speaking to everyone, isn't it? And just getting an understanding of where people are. I think most people are kind of, you know, hopefully understanding. I think one positive to come out of COVID, I guess, is that, you know, there has been a lot of smaller weddings and people are a little bit more understanding of that now and used to it. And obviously cost of living crisis and things that are going on at the moment is, you know, I just don't think it's worth crippling yourself for, you know, what you think will be the perfect day. You know, it's just not going to be in the same way if you've had to take on, like say all this extra budget that you weren't you know anticipating and, and, you know, having to sort of get yourself in debt or anything like that. So yeah, I would just be honest with people and then chat to them and be open and hopefully you can kind of get a guest list that, works for you definitely cool so yeah you got your, num- your rough numbers you've got your venue a date you started to book your key suppliers you're probably on pinterest before this point but even then you've kind of now started to get a really good idea of how you want your day it can be quite exciting then to start getting your kind of color schemes and ideas and all that what i call the fun stuff but you know all that stuff together and and trying to understand like yeah all the little smaller things almost isn't it like if you're going to do a bit more DIY or if you're hiring, you know, a stationer or a, a stylist or whatever, but you know, you can start to get excited about all the smaller things, I guess. Yeah, definitely. And start planning out how your personality is going to come into your day through those elements as well. And I think, you know, when you've got that relief that you've booked those suppliers, you then do have a bit more brain space to go through and kind of work on all the decorative elements, um, the florals, you know, what napkins or linen you're having or not having. Um, yeah, and have some fun with it. So what else is that? It? Have we covered you covered a good I think we've good covered there, if we? we recap yeah I think you know the initial stages is not to get too overwhelmed by all the information that's in front of you understanding and evaluating sort of what budget you can have and getting those must-haves and those priorities really locked in and then going through you know the things that you need to be able to kind of like view venues and book suppliers so I think that kind of covers the initial stages doesn't it of what to do after you've just got engaged yeah i think so i think that's definitely a good starting point and the more time you spend on it obviously you start looking you start speaking to suppliers and venues and planners and all this stuff you kind of you'll start to get your own ideas as well so it becomes less of a you know almost less overwhelming because you're you've got some more experience almost then in the in the kind of wedding world i guess and you know some people obviously have never been to a wedding in their life and suddenly they plan their own or some people go to you know seem to be you know at wedding every weekend so just you know obviously it varies doesn't it and um but yeah i think just trying to have fun with it is the biggest thing i would say to couples when i'm chatting to them initially because it's supposed to be a fun part of the wedding right like it's supposed to be exciting we've just got engaged amazing news now we're getting to plan you know one of the best days of our lives and however that looks for you it's supposed to be fun i think it'd be shame if it gets super stressful and you just start getting away from the whole point of 
you know getting married and that's you know that's always the thing it's not getting bogged down with all the details it is like you said remembering why you're doing this because you love each other and you want to have it like a celebration with the people you love most and you want to celebrate that it's not you know because you want to get stressed out over stationary fonts and florals and details you know you want to kind of just take time out just the two of you throughout the whole thing just to enjoy the process and you know go out for a date night and start doing a bit of planning or have a a conversation over a cup of tea and a biscuit whatever it is you know make sure that it's not stressing you out to the high heavens that you know yeah yeah that's the biggest thing isn't it like just enjoy it and like it can be hard because obviously you like say one of you may be really excited about the wedding and trying to like say look at everything and watching movies about weddings and looking on pinterest and like say looking through all the different color schemes and everything the others just doesn't seem bothered at all so i think it's just trying to have a bit of a compromise with each other and understanding that you know you both want what you want and and just yeah trying to have fun with it and making it exciting and i don't know it is exciting but it is stressful like even i've been a bit overwhelmed with like wedding planning and i'm obviously in the industry and i know a lot of people and i go to obviously you know 30 40 weddings a year so you know and even i was like wow there's yeah a lot to think about and stuff and we're doing it very like diy and stuff so you know we're not even that worried i haven't even got tablecloths yet i probably should do that too but yeah like we're not you know i'm worried about a lot of those little things but even then it's been quite like a lot i haven't got my suit yet either which is another thing but yeah, so, <laughs> to know, to get on to that. Always something, isn't there, that you push to the back and then you're like, oh, I really need to do that. Because you're getting married in May, aren't you, Scott? Yeah, 6th of May, King's Coronation not Day. Not long, is it? No. Yeah. It's not long. We got lucky, it's... though, because we were going to... Ha- we, we Sarah really wanted May. Like, I was open to... I wasn't really bothered about the time of year. Like I did want to, I do want to be outside a bit if I can. So we kind of wanted it to hopefully be okay weather. But outside of that, I wasn't too worried. But Sarah loves like springtime and like May is her favorite month. Where so we're like, May is perfect. We were going to do a bank holiday because as I say, we wanted the whole weekend thing. So for a lot of people, it's ideal if it's a bank holiday. But again, it was just way too expensive. Like it was an extra like two and a half grand or something for the venue. For the Even though we're having it for three nights, the same as we are now. But just because it was a bank holiday rather than a non-bank holiday, there were yeah, an extra like two and a half, three grand or something. So it was just like a lot of money for, you know, for that. So we're like, it's fine. We'll book the next weekend. So yeah, we were looking at that first May weekend, the May bank holiday at the beginning of May. So we're like, right, we won't do that then because it's expensive. We'll do the next weekend. And obviously we'll stay the Sunday night, but a lot of people go on the Sunday if they've got work, whatever, on the Monday, that's fine. But obviously now that's a bank holiday because the King's coronation was announced. So, <laughs> it's yeah. worked out so it's worked out perfectly yeah so someone was uh some good luck there for us so yeah so we've got the bank holiday anyway at the cheaper price that was lucky but um nice. yeah and then we were worried the church would cancel there'd be some issue because obviously it's the king's coronation but they've said no it's fine like obviously there's no nothing different there so yeah so so far so good on that front but yeah it's quite close now yeah so what when did you get married hannah a while ago so I got married ages ago April 2018 and again I really love like spring kind of time so April was just perfect we got married over at Denton Hall which is a big stately home and for us it was really important to have a whole weekend sort of a celebration so we had it from the Friday afternoon to the Sunday sort of lunchtime. Nice. so it was perfect for us to get our family and friends together and just celebrate and relax um and yeah so it it was just perfect and when people say it is like one of the best days of your life it really really is and it's just 
trying to enjoy it and live through um you know be in the moment when you're having your day because it goes so so quickly no, so um, cliche and isn't it but everyone yeah. says it like everyone like if i'm leaving at the end of the day they're always like i can't believe it's like done you know whatever like can't believe how fast it's gone it's so true isn't it like but there's just never any time i'm trying to think like there's just never really a time when both both of your families i guess and both of your friends whatever are all going to be together for a happy occasion at the same time so it doesn't really ever happen does it and obviously people make even more effort for weddings if you've got family abroad or you know right you know far you know down south or up north wherever you are like and stuff they'll kind of might not travel all the time for like you know a kid's birthday or something maybe but they'll you know most people will make the effort for a wedding so it really is probably the only time when the, all those people are going to be together. And it is. It's just a really wonderful experience to have all the people that you love most surrounding you and celebrating such a happy occasion. You get to eat cake if you want to eat cake and just have a great meal. And it is it is just lovely. And then you've got the day after to kind of like decompress and take it all in and catch up with everybody. It was, yeah, just perfect. And we had the most gorgeous weather as well. We were so lucky. So yeah, you couldn't couldn't have planned a better day, which was was nice. Yeah, like fingers crossed the weather. We, like I'm not stressed about it because it just is what it is, isn't it? There's nothing we can do. But yeah, hopefully it'll be okay in May. Yeah, we, the only thing that's stressing us out really is the kids because like our kids are two uh, two and one now. Martha will be three later this month, so there'll be three and one come the wedding. So yeah, it's like obviously a difficult age because they're like quite clingy and needy, and so we're gonna see. But we've done as much as we can to like you know hopefully it'll be fun for them obviously all the family there which is nice we've got our neighbors are both doctors so they work like weird shifts and stuff so their daughter who's a little bit younger than our daughter but like not far off so that we they, we hang out with them all the time which is nice they have a nanny like a full-time nanny so she's coming because obviously they're coming to the wedding so we've got basically hired their nanny for the like the wedding weekend that's another <laughs> thing so she can help with like yeah because we're just worried it's like obviously Sarah's gonna be getting her hair and makeup done and getting dressed and stuff so she'll kind of be left alone to do all that and then I'll try to be entertaining everyone I guess maybe making breakfast or something I'm not sure how it'll go but yeah like we just we want to have someone who we know can just have an eye on the kids like even if they're with family or hanging out stuff like that like we want to make sure someone who's like sober and has got their eye on them type thing to just make sure they're fine so she's helped sometimes Thanks on like pressure. yeah and she's helped sometimes on Saturdays if like Sarah's working and I've got a wedding. She's like, come look after the kids and stuff. So they know her really well. Obviously, we hang out sometimes and stuff. So that was like another just expense for us. It was like well worth it just to alleviate some of the stress really. And the like where we've hired has like a basement games room, like a bar, a games room and everything down there, which is perfect for later on because obviously it's not going to disturb anyone sleeping. But the monitors obviously aren't, it's like three stories and then the basement. So the, we can't put the kids to bed and have a baby monitor on that'll reach that far so just having her there for the night she can obviously have the monitors and keep an eye on all the kids and stuff while we can relax a bit in the basement bit and not worry about waking up the kids with the music and we can have a drink and so yeah for us we were just we kind of made when we were going through that initial like what are our must-haves it was like what can we do to alleviate the stress and what are our stresses at the minute well the kids are stressful or transport or location or you know whatever it is it's like right how can we alleviate that that's why we've done that so i don't know if wedding nanny is a thing i think it is a thing but um it is it is a thing but yeah so we've just we've done that which is um yeah just to alleviate that stress so hopefully that'll be i'll be all right but yeah we have no idea what the kids are going to be like we've, we've kind of said oh if they want to just walk down the aisle with us they can if they want to just hang out with us it's fine like we're not 
you know, they probably won't just sit nicely with someone else while we're not in the church. So that's what you have to do on a wedding day sometimes, especially if you've got little ones. It is just a case of not putting too much pressure on yourself for the day to go a certain way and just seeing how it happens and, and taking it as it as it comes. Yeah, we're walking down the aisle together, which is different. The Because um, we're getting married in church, the vicar came to our house like literally last week and you just go through like what songs you want and, you know, a bit explains the order of the day and stuff like that, and um, which is fine. But yeah, he was asking us, we were like, yeah, we're just because we're, you know, we're traveling together on the bus, so we're going to see each other anyway. We're like, we'll just do like a very American, but first look at the house before we leave. So we can have a moment together, which would be nice, and then just travel together. But then we're already there, so it would be weird for me to just go ahead and stand at the end of the aisle for Sarah just to walk in. Um, Sarah's dad's no longer with us, so she's like, it'd feel, you know, I'm not going to walk down with anyone else. So we're like, just walk down together, it'll be fine. So he was like, oh, I've never had it, but yeah, it's fine. You know, go for it. So I don't know. I don't know what it'd be like, but it'd be, it'd be kind of nice. Plus, I won't have to be yeah, all emotional in front of everyone, so that'd be kind of nice. Be able to just do it in private, yeah. just me and Sarah <laughs> and the photographer. Yeah. <laughs> Oh, it'll be lovely. And it's nice to do something a bit different, isn't it, that's personal to you? Yeah, it's just worked the way it's worked out. And obviously we've already lived together. We've got two kids. It's not like, you know, we've been that traditional anyway. So we're going to go with it. But yeah, we'll see. Anyway, we should go and then I can uh, go and try and find a suit, I suppose. Uh, Yeah, we should probably wrap up so you can get on that. (laughs) I just thought, because I can go and buy one. I was like, actually, I need to get tailored, I guess. I need to like blah 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 and obviously it probably takes a bit of time so easier to get one fitted and get it hired and yeah so yeah maybe i'll go out this afternoon and do it but since it's wet and it's like midweek so hopefully the shops won't be too bad either yeah <laughs> sounds like a good plan cool all right thanks so much hannah and we'll uh thanks, see you Bob. next week see you next week cool bye you have been listening to all things weddings Subscribe for future episodes or head to allthingsweddingspodcast.com for all the show notes.